0: How does meditation give wisdom? Good, good question. We'll we'll focus on this uh, technique uh, because some of my friends in Sri Lanka who are who do not uh, who don't see any point in meditation, they, they they tease me. What are you doing there? You are living on a meditation center on a hill. you get people to sit on cushions. Focusing on breathing, as if the breathing is going to go away. What is the connection this uh, meditation has with everyday life? So, it's a very good question. Now, how does this technique help us in everyday problems? How does it help us to develop wisdom? Now, one is, as I said, uh, meditation, this technique helps us to develop awareness. So when we sit on a cushion, when you sit on cushions and focus on breathing, you learn to develop awareness, you learn to be alert, you learn to be awake. Otherwise, as I said, we are half half awake, so we learn to be fully awake. This is one, one advantage. Another advantage is we learn to handle what is happening internally and what is happening externally. So, if there are sounds externally, we learn not to convert sounds into noise. So, we learn to handle whatever that arises in our environment. Then we learn to handle what is happening internally. Thoughts come, we learn to handle them. Emotions come, we learn to handle them. Pain comes, we learn to handle them. So, this is very important. So, we though we are sitting on the cushion... (laughs) With this simple technique, we learn to handle the uh, what is happening externally and internally. So that when we get up in everyday life, we learn to handle what, what arises in uh, everyday life in the same way. Uh, so that's another important advantage. Another important aspect in this technique is that we learn to be in the present, because breathing is something that is happening in the present. Something, it's a fact. It is something that is objective. It's not that we are imagining. So when we learn to experience, when we learn to know what the present is, with the help of the breath, then in everyday life, we can have the experience that in a sense, there is only the present. Because even when we recall the past, or when we anticipate about the future, we realize that the, we do it in the present. So it's a very important realization to know that is wisdom, to know that there is only the present. So when we realize that there is only the here and the now, which is only the reality, then we learn to handle the what we consider to be the past and what we consider to be the future, so that If we have a worry in relation to the past, we realize, well, the past is gone. I am only recalling the past being in the present. So that we learn to relate to the past in an entirely different way. Then when we are anxious about the future, then we realize, now why am I anxious about the future? It has even yet to come. I am just doing it now. Then we learn uh, to plan about the future, to think about the future, but not allowing the past and the future to affect us in a way where it can generate suffering. So this is wisdom. Another important aspect of this technique is that though we use the phrase that one is watching breathing, eventually you might have a experience, a glimpse that the watcher is not there. There's only watching, there's only breathing. So that can be a very deep experience, that can generate a lot of wisdom. Because you realize that there is no ego, that there is no I or me apart from the fact of breathing. So for that moment, all our past identifications, all our past concepts that I am a Sri Lankan, that I am a Buddhist, that I am a man, all that is forgotten. There is only the process of breathing. And at that moment, even the idea of present, one is not conscious of. So that you have a timeless experience. And you have an experience where even uh, space is transcendent. You are not even conscious that you are meditating here. So such deep and profound experiences can generate considerable wisdom with this simple technique of focusing on one's breathing. And I also like this technique because I often mention it to meditators, it is non-sectarian and non-exclusive. There is no Buddhist breathing. There is no Christian breathing. There is no Hindu breathing. There is only breathing. Some some meditation techniques have a religious ideology. Here there is no re- religious ideology. There is no belief involved in it. Another very uh, important aspect in this technique is that Now, what happens to us when we are emotionally excited, aroused? What happens to our breathing when we get angry, for example? Breathing becomes very fast. Now, what happens to breathing when our mind becomes calm? The breathing slows down. So, what does it show? It shows that there is a connection between breathing and our state of mind. So that we can re- really use the breath as a very useful index, uh, to know the state of mind. It can be a very useful way of monitor- monitoring what is happening in our mind, especially in everyday life. So when we are getting angry and when we, when the breathing becomes fast, ah, it's a signal. Coming color, no good. <laughs> so you see it can be, used as something very, very uh, practical in everyday life. What what else can be uh, said of this technique? It is also said that uh, breathing touches on both the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. It is very interesting because some meditators have on their own told me that from breathing they realize how they are holding on to certain certain emotions. If you are not holding on to any emotions, if you don't have any problems in your unconscious mind, so to say, then the breathing can be so deep. Uh, I mean, from the way you breathe, you can realize whether your breath is shallow, whether your breath is deep, and this can throw light on, on how you relate to your body, how you relate to the conscious mind, how you relate to the unconscious mind. So with, with whatever that is happening, you can work through them with the help of the breath. So one could say that it touches on the conscious mind, on the unconscious mind and to a great extent on our emotions and the whole body. In other, in other words, it seems to touch our whole being. Another important aspect of Buddhist wisdom is to experience the nature of change impermanence. How every minute things are changing and the best way to realize is to focus on breathing, to realize how each moment with the breath, with the rise and the fall is only the rise and the fall that is taking place. So this technique, though simple, has very deep and profound aspects which helps us to experience wisdom as as the question uh, questionnaire had in mind. Well, one other aspect of wisdom is learning to see things as they are. So here with this technique, it's very powerful. You learn to accept things as they are. As I said in the beginning, when the mind is calm, you learn to accept calmness as it is. When the mind is restless, you learn to accept... Uh, Restlessness as it is, when you have painful sensations, you learn to accept painful sensations as they are. So whether internally or externally, as I said, you learn to have this important insight of learning to see things as they are. Or to put it in another way, you learn to surrender to whatever that is happening. So with this technique, when we learn to surrender, then you learn to surrender to life, whatever happens in life.